0: Hey guys, Julie here, welcome back into the podcast where we're just two sisters who are wild about Jesus, love a natural approach, and are committed to being a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. I'm all about helping you upgrade your meal planning and kitchen skills. And my sister, Carrie, she is a self-investment expert, and we come together to help you take the upgrade. I'm excited for you to listen in to today's episode. My guest is Lindsay Schwartz. Lindsay is an Arizona-based Midwest girl at heart. After college, she packed up everything that she owned and she moved west to pursue the corporate dream, only to realize that that was not really for her. She began to dive into personal development in search of a way to make a living building her dreams instead of building someone else's. How many of us can relate to that? Lindsay started her first business part-time at the age of 26, and over the next several years, she became an accomplished fitness athlete, a speaker, a full-time entrepreneur, and get this, an author of the best-selling book, Powerhouse Woman, How to Get Out of Your Own Way, Fulfill Your Unique Purpose, and Live a Powerful Life. In 2017, Lindsay founded the Powerhouse Women event as a way to help women get out of their own way and to take action around their own big dreams and ideas. Lindsay is passionate about building community and she, like myself, believes that women are most successful when they collaborate and sincerely root for one another to win. Her heart for collaboration has led to her latest project, the Powerhouse Women Girl Gang. This is a membership community for like-minded women to connect, grow, and confidently pursue their big ideas. I'm so excited for you to listen in, so let's get started. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'd like to welcome you and I'd love it if you would just share a little bit about yourself with the listeners so that they can get to know you a little bit better.
1: Well, thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm really looking forward to our chat and just getting to know you better as well. Um, I know you and I connected through a friend's wellness series that she had done. And it was really an honor in that platform to get to share a little bit more of the story behind the story. I always say, you know, the story behind the highlight reel that people see on social media of what my life has looked like over the last two years. And I'll give you just the short, short version of it. I was in my first business, my first dip my toe into the business world was through a network marketing company and in the wellness space. I know you and I have that in common. And it really had me fall in love with business and with entrepreneurship, specifically seeing women step into that nudge to create something of their own, take control of their time and really contribute on a bigger scale. And that was really what drew me to the industry, what drew me to entrepreneurship that combined with actually being able to make something that was my passion, my purpose, my my bigger purpose in the world. And that industry taught me so much. and, And it's actually a business I still have. And what started to happen within my journey is I would be speaking with women about asking them questions, waking them up to, well, well what would they do with their life if they could have anything? And that was really a question that, that started my own journey. And so many women would share these big ideas and dreams that were on their hearts. And then in the next breath, they would give me the list of all the reasons why they were not equipped or qualified, or they didn't know enough, or they just simply weren't enough to make that thing happen. And it really had me pause and realize that, hold on, do women not know that that is exactly how all of us feel? None of us feel like we have it all together, or like we are qualified in the least. And if anyone tells you that they have it all together, they are a flat out liar. Mm -hmm. That or they're not playing a big enough game. Mm And it really had me do some soul searching and realize that there there was just this need for a bigger conversation among women, among women entrepreneurs, or just women in general, that There is another side to the glory we see sometimes in another woman's life. And that could be an entrepreneur. It could be someone whose family looks like they are just beautiful and well behaved all the time. (laughs) There is just so much more realness to life. And specifically in in my life, it was the the world of entrepreneurship that I thought women needed to hear. They needed to hear that we are all experiencing the same fears, the same doubts, the same insecurities, and we are moving forward anyway in order to give that next woman who's sitting there with an idea that is just tugging at her heart and give her the permission to get started as well. And also grab her by by the hand and really say you know, we're not meant to do this alone here. I'm going to share everything that I've learned and whatever, take whatever you will that will help you move forward in your own journey. And that has really led to what now my latest endeavor, my latest purpose, you know, the thing that I am most excited about in my life right now, which is the Powerhouse Women community and event and this entire brand that has really taken off in a way that I never expected, I never anticipated. Um, and we can dig in a little bit more to that story too, just the backstory behind that, that bigger call to, to trust God in a bigger way with this idea. Um, and it's completely shifted everything about my life, and it's just something I wanna give other women the opportunity to experience some of what I've experienced over the last two years, what it feels like to really step into that purpose.
0: I love that so much, and I definitely want to dig into that for sure.
1: (laughs) But first, I want to
0: back up just a little bit because before – I think I have this correct – before you started the Powerhouse Women's event and the community, you wrote a book. Is that right? I did. Yes. Do you notice how I just gloss over that? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, that is like (laughs)
0: a ginormous (laughs) accomplishment, so please – don't uh, gloss over that, as you said, dig into that, dive into that and tell us like,
1: how did that even come about? How did you, how did you yeah. become an author? Yeah. Um, and you know, it really is when I say it, I'll give people the short story. There's, there's really no short story to it because truly what has shifted in my life is, is then all these layers that have gradually been peeled away. And what started to happen is I was building my wellness business and really along with it, building a fitness brand. I was doing fitness competitions. I loved that. I was very much to the world presenting this health and fitness personality. And there was a point where that just stopped feeling authentic to me. And I still am very passionate about health, and I also really like to drink wine. And so I really had this—I had like this inner um, almost identity crisis of, I don't know that I want that to be my mission. I, I was just feeling like this deeper call to share a different message with women along this way, just totally ignoring it. Right? I know a lot of us. <laughs> probably have those same things like the, well, what if, or do you think I could impact people in this way? And then I would just stuff it down or I just kept doing what I was doing because that was comfortable and it didn't really require me to step out and and be bold until one day I was on Facebook and an acquaintance, it wasn't even someone I knew well, had posted something about, she was doing a program that helped entrepreneurs get their message out in the form of a book. And I don't know what came over me. I don't know. I even messaged her saying, "I don't know why I'm messaging you because I will never write a book. That's not something I even have a desire to do." But I'm being nosy. What are you doing? And you know, I, I think sometimes there's those little Holy Spirit nudges that you, something comes over you. You don't even know why. You you know, reach out to that person. You send a message. You post something, and you're bold and. It's almost like you black out and then you wake up going, "Wait, what happened? What did I just do? What happened?" And so that message turned into a phone conversation with the organizer of this um, it was a 16-week webinar program designed for entrepreneurs to, you know, to get their message out in the form of a book. And it was a woman that I actually knew. I was acquaintances with as well, and she said to me, "Lindsay, this could be great for your health and wellness brand." And I had another one of those moments where I don't know why this came out of my mouth, but It was the first time I said out loud, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to talk about something different. And whatever came out of my mouth in that moment was something in the realm of, you know, helping women see that none of us have it together either. I just wanted to give women this permission to step forward into what they were feeling called to create. And she paused and she said, Lindsay, if you don't write that book, who's going to? (laughs) And it was like this, right? It was like this mic drop moment. However, and you, I'm sure you, you know, all, all of us can put ourselves in those shoes. Truthfully, my mind could think of a laundry list of women who would be way more equipped to share that message than I was. And something in me just decided, it was almost as though I could feel God saying, okay, you keep asking. You keep asking me to use you in a bigger way. Are you going to take this opportunity? Mm. And Again, don't know what came over me, but I said, here's my money. This program starts in two days. And so I dove in and put myself, I think this is key, put myself in an accountability structure that was there to support me and a community of others who were walking that same path, others who wanted to publish a book and were these burgeoning authors and didn't know if they could do it either. And so we got to have these conversations about, the fears that we were experiencing and the struggles of what do you do when you you have to sit down and write and you have nothing that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And um, over the course of a year, I wrote the book, Powerhouse Woman. That was the start of it all. And it's really written to the individual woman who's feeling that call on her heart and that nudge to create something, even if she doesn't know what it is yet, Mm -hmm. to say, I see you. And you can't hide anymore because we see you for who you are. And here are the ways that I was able to get out of my own way and use what was already within me, what the the resources that God has already given me. Here's how I use them to move forward and do that thing that scared me more than anything else. And that was to put this book out into the world, put something out into the world that other people could possibly judge. And that I was certain I had no business
0: doing. That's amazing. And it, it reminds me of something that you said on the webinar series that, that you referred to in the beginning as, as to how we met. And I actually wrote it down. You said that you were talking about God-sized dreams. And you said, if your dream doesn't frighten you, then it's probably not big enough. Right. Mm. Talk about that for a minute. Like when, because I think a lot of us as women, like you said, we have these dreams and these, you know, passions and and goals and things kind of keep coming up and it's really God just, you know, tapping on us saying, Hey, Mm. this is for you. Hey, you can do this. With You know, we, we can't do it without God. First of all, um, but what do you say to women who are know that they're feeling a little something there, but they just really they still have those doubts, like we all do. They still have the fears. They don't really know where to start, and they're constantly the voice inside them is saying all the negative things. You mm. can't do this. You're not the right person for this. Why would you even think you could do this? Like, what would you say to those women because you've been there,
1: right? So this is such a great question, and I, I just got something new for myself, a new realization around this. Actually, in, uh, spe- I was speaking with the youth group that I coached through our church, and we were talking about, there's this whole message around surrender. And that was, that was my, my anchor word throughout the whole writing process, was just surrender it. It wasn't about me. And if I would allow God to take this and use this, he could change my heart and teach me something new about him. But the process leading up to that had been years, my entire life up to that point, I think I was probably 32, 33 at the time, of playing at the equivalent of what I knew was about 60 to 70% of my potential. Now, on the outside, I had uh, constructed a life that looked really awesome. Everyone else thought this was my 100% and that I was just crushing it. Mm -hmm. And that felt kind of good, right? That Mm -hmm. soothed my ego. That felt fulfilling or so I thought. Mm -hmm. But we can't deny, we can't ignore when we know deep down, there's no amount of praise or admiration that can truly fulfill you the way that Stepping into that 100%, or I don't even know if I'm quite there yet. I think I'm getting closer. But what it came down to, and this was the new realization that I got for myself, was control. I wanted to control the outcome. I mean, I think we can probably all give a resounding amen. I think that as women, we probably all have that in our hearts we want to know that this project that we feel called to take on will succeed. I mean, this this goes back as far as in school, I was such a perfectionist overachiever. I didn't want to take a class that I didn't know with 100% certainty I could get an A in. I didn't look at it as, wow, if I take this more challenging course, maybe I could grow or I could learn something. It was all about How can I control the outcome so that it creates this reality that I have to have everything be perfect. Mm -hmm. And this didn't come from any, it didn't come from anyone else. My parents weren't overly strict with me. It was all within. It was this, I think just this fear of that deep down question. I think we all have, which is, am I enough? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this perfectly crafted scenario just kept me playing so small Now to everyone else, it looked like I was, you know, taking risks. I started this business, but even within my network marketing business, I wasn't, I wasn't playing at a hundred percent. I was staying very much within my comfort zone and it was really deep down unfulfilling. And it was, there were so many ideas along the way that I thought of and I never took action on, or I would take like the half action on because going all the way felt really scary and realizing that it all came down to control. I wanted to control the outcome that left no room for God to be who he is because he wants to show us who he is. He wants the glory. He wants our hearts. And if I was constructing this life where I didn't really need him, because if I'm setting a goal that I could do it in my sleep, there's no room for dependence on him. There was no room for surrender. And I didn't, I really didn't learn that until now having this view and looking back at what the last two years have looked like, because truly the first time in my life that I fully surrendered something to him was saying yes to writing the book, but it was a daily surrender I mean, there were most days I cried through the writing process. I was so physically, and this is what I want women to know. Back to your question, like, what, what do you say to them? I need you to know, girls, like, well, lean in. It is uncomfortable. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still hate that feeling. I hate it. No part of me likes being that uncomfortable, putting something out there and letting the world know, hey, I'm going to do this it still feels awful. Mm -hmm. And we always get to choose. We can choose the discomfort of sitting in our 60 to 70% knowing there is more, knowing we are being called for something greater. That feels uncomfortable too if you really look. Or we can choose the discomfort of this crazy, exciting ride hand in hand with the one who created it all. And knowing that there's probably a really cool blessing on the other side. You just can't see it when you're standing in the fear. You have to take the first step, trusting that the second one is going to show up. And that is so much easier said than done. And there's not yet been a point in my journey that I feel like, oh, now this, I'm, I love when people say I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. No, I am still uncomfortably being uncomfortable. But now I know that that is where the magic is. And that's the biggest thing that this journey is teaching me. And it's, it's still a lesson that every day I'm learning on a new level.
0: Gosh, you just like spoke to me on so many levels and I'm sure to many of our listeners as well, especially when you talked about control and wanting to control everything and control the outcome. and maybe not put yourself out there as much as you know you should, or you could, because what if you fail? What if it doesn't turn out Mm -hmm. right? What if people see the real you? What if people see that you're not perfect? What if they see all the mess? But gosh, that is so where the magic is when we become authentic and vulnerable. And also, Reach out and which I know this is a big part of your mission, link arms with other women so that they know that they're not in it alone. And I know that that's a big part, and I do want you to talk about that a big part of your mission in general and creating this whole community that you've created. So, after the book, you saw that there was kind of a need for community, I'm assuming. And you know, I think that that is just what is, I love, first, follow me back up. I love the connection that we have in the online space. You know, I love social media for for what it is, for the fact that you and I can connect like this and do a podcast, and meet each other, you know, over the computer. I mean, that's just amazing, you know, that we have those abilities. But I think that sometimes we can kind of discount the value of community and being in relationship with other women in the same room with other women and just um, the power of that. Does that make sense? I think that sometimes we forget how powerful that is. We kind of get in our own little world in our own zone and don't realize how much we need each other and that we weren't meant to do life alone. We were meant to do it together and to support each other Mm. and to help each other. So tell us a little bit about the community um, that you've developed.
1: Yeah, it really started with just this thought of, hmm, wouldn't it be cool if we took these conversations that started with the book and had them in real life? And I want to pause there and just point you to, this is an exercise I actually learned through an experience I did with Lululemon, and they call it unicorn brainstorming. And some of the best ideas really start with this simple phrase, wouldn't it be cool if? And I think so many of us have these little ideas of, hmm, wouldn't that be cool? Or, gosh, I just wonder what would happen. And what people see now as this you know, big event, and we're actually taking the event on tour this year, and we're starting a podcast. It's like this whole thing. It's this runaway freight train I cannot keep up with. I'm just hanging on for dear life it started by saying, wouldn't it be cool if? And then, hmm, I wonder if anyone would come. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if anyone will show up. But I just, I had to trust that because I was feeling that way and maybe five or six other women I had actually shared about the book with might be feeling this way too, that there's probably more. And that's the scary part of what if I put this out there and it fails? What if I put this event idea out there and no one shows up? That was my biggest fear. But when you are being called on that bigger level, I want to I also underline that you have to know deep down it is not about you. You're feeling called to create that event or write that book or create that podcast because somewhere there is a woman or a child or a man. There is a person who needs to hear your story. And that's the biggest lie any of us tell ourselves. I still have to fight that lie that I say it all the time. I'm like, I don't get why people care. I don't know why. Like, I'm not doing anything different. There's so many other events. Why women just keep showing up. And it was after our second event this this past September that I decided, I I caught myself saying it and I said, no, okay, that that story, that storyline is outdated. It's time for me to fully step into this. I don't know why I was called to do this work. It feels unfair that it's like this much fun and also (laughs) just so fulfilling on a deep level. But it started by me saying, wouldn't it be cool if, And then trusting that if I was feeling led to create this time, it was an event that there were women out there who needed it and they needed to hear it from me. And they needed this vision that I could see in my mind. And it all came down to exactly what you said, that I think two things, we are, we're more connected than ever, you know, with social media but we feel more lonely than ever because we think we really know what's going on in people's lives based on the little highlight reel that we see. And there's nothing wrong with social media being a highlight reel. I'm not going to share about like the fights I have with my husband on Instagram. That's just not, unless it's relevant and maybe it it provides something I'm going to keep my social media positive, but that doesn't mean I don't struggle. So we see this little glimpse of people's lives and we think we know what's going on with them. But we never, we're not sitting face to face as often saying, No, how are you really? And openly sharing about our own fears. Because it's not always appropriate to do that on social media. Sometimes that's meant to be in an intimate environment or just friend to friend over a cup of coffee. And so it was that just combined with knowing. It, even if I share on social media, I, I try always, if I'm sharing a highlight, I try to share the realness behind that, you know, how I almost puked because I'm like so out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but no matter how many times I, I share that, I'll still meet women who, are, who will say, gosh, I, just, I, I didn't realize until you said it to my face that you still don't really know what you're doing and you're figuring this out as you go. So it was that reminder to me that we need to keep having these conversations and we just need to keep grabbing our sisters by the hand and saying like, Hey, you come here. You need to hear this. You need to know you are not alone because we are flooded with inspiration. We don't really need more inspiration. We need to hear the real side of how every single woman we look up to is at some point in her day, in her week, feeling the same struggles, the same insecurities, the same fears as you are, so that you know it is okay for you to move forward in spite of them? Mm. Yes, That was a long answer to a short question.
0: No, it was perfect. So much the whole time I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you said what you learned at Lululemon that, you know, the, the, kind of maybe some of the ideas that, and this is a good tip for women that maybe they've, you know, someone listening has thought there are some things that they would like to do or things that they're passionate about or interested in take Mm. phrase, you know, wouldn't it be cool if and plug in whatever you want to. And that could kind of be a starting point for someone to, you know, kind of try and figure it out. But you, I thought it was interesting because you said, that's kind of where it all started. But as I listen to your story, really where it all started was when you surrendered and submitted to God. That's mm. where it all started. I mean, and that's just, I love that. I love that you share that. I love that you're so open about your faith um, because I think that we need more of that. I think that we need more women openly talking about their faith and um, really giving permission for that. You know, but hmm. I think that a lot of times it, it's not spoken about enough. So I would imagine that you are into, let's just say, personal development. Would would I be correct in saying that? that? would
1: be accurate. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> so I'd love for you to share. I always like to ask questions uh, like this because I think our audience um, loves to get little tidbits Um you know, from, from the people that we bring on the podcast, but what, give us some of your favorite personal development books that you like to read, or maybe something that you're reading right now that you love. Ooh, or
1: loving. Such a great question. And there, there are lots, I would say, I'm going to give you two, my top two that I recommend for everyone to read. And it doesn't even really matter if you're an entrepreneur or just feeling that, call to do more, create something of your own, just that little inkling that there might be more for you. The first one is called the big leap. And this one is really all about how our mind is our own worst enemy in the fact that it's just trying to keep us safe. So when you feel like you're bumping up against that next threshold of your own comfort zone, realizing that your mind is it thinks it's keeping you safe, but it's keeping you the same and to your mind, the same equals safe. So busting through some of that, being able to realize that some of the physical sensations we experience are, are just our mind thinking it's keeping us safe, but it's trying to keep us comfortable. So that's number one. The second one is written by a pastor named Mark Batterson. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, just read all of his books. They're all great. The first one for me that started it is called The Circle Maker. Have you read that one?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I've read it like three times. I love it so much.
1: Yes. And that one really started to, I think I even read that while I was writing the book and I didn't read a lot or consume a lot of other people's ideas while I was writing just to keep my own mind clear. But this one just called to me and it was really, it was the perfect message at the perfect time because it talks about, You know, don't pray, or you could even just say, don't dream things that are within your current reach. You have to, you know, God's not offended by our big requests. In fact, like that that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. And so that is a phenomenal book. Again, read it at least three times, probably. (laughs) It's got so much gold in there. And then uh there's also a prayer, a 40-day prayer journal that goes along with it, or a guided Mm -hmm. prayer book. And I love both of those.
0: Yes, I do as well. I, uh, the last time that I read that book, I read it with a friend, and we committed to going through it together and praying for each other about you know specific things that were going on in our lives, and that was really powerful. That was something I would definitely recommend that um, to, to anyone and everyone, because that was a really powerful experience for me.
1: Oh, how cool. What a great way to go through that book.
0: hmm yeah it was it was really great I mean the first time was amazing but then when or actually maybe the first two times but then the third time when I you know um read it with a friend or, or did it together with this friend it was it was really even more powerful, which it mm-hmm. just speaks to the fact that community you know whether it's just one yeah. person i mean it, you know that bond is really powerful, and we need those relationships mm-hmm. to um you know, to empower each other, to lift each other up, and just to do life together. Um, I'd like to kind of wrap up. This has been so much fun, but I'd like to kind of wrap up by asking you, what does the phrase "take the upgrade" mean to you? Or maybe in your in your life, what where is an area that you really feel like you've you know taken a big upgrade? We discussed a little bit uh, earlier before we hopped on here uh what take the upgrade means to me so i'm just curious what if i asked you what does take the upgrade mean to you
1: what would you mm-hmm. say? well first of all i love i love the whole premise behind your show and what you stand for and i think this idea of upgrade it sounds really fun and exciting and we would all say that we want the upgrade right i mean who's going to say they don't want you know the upgrade in any area of life mm-hmm what I would say is to wrap up our conversation, you don't get the upgrade until you take the first step and it's usually a difficult one or an uncomfortable one toward the thing that you want to change and change being the the key part of all of this you are going to need to grow into the person who is ready for that upgraded level of life. And in my experience, that can be an uncomfortable process, but it is absolutely worth it.
0: Absolutely. And that just circles right back around to the personal development and growth. If you, you know, to to move to that next level or move towards that dream Sometimes we have to unpack some messy stuff that we didn't even know we had buried, you know, to get that to the surface, to get that out so that we can, it could even be healing from certain things. But yeah, that, that personal growth and development is just so key to moving us forward towards our goals and our dreams. So I would, I would love for you to tell listeners, we're going to link to this in the show notes, but please tell listeners where they can connect with you, where they can find out about your book, about your events coming up and, um, you know how they can connect.
1: Oh, thank you so, so much. Um, I'm on all the social media platforms, Lindsay with an E, Lindsay Schwartz, and then Powerhouse Women is where my favorite place to hang out is. So we're on Instagram, we have a Facebook page, and we also are expanding um, to online communities because, again, although I am a firm believer... Of connecting in person we want to expand this conversation to women all over the globe so if you're on Facebook you can plug into to just our general community it's literally just called powerhouse women community and then for those who are really looking for just to be taken by the hand and uh, to have access to experts maybe you're not at the point where you can invest in a business coach or a higher ticket coaching program um, this is just general great resources for women who want to start something of their own or are at the point where they really want to invest in growing themselves and learning more about how to take their idea from the seed of an idea to something in reality. We have a membership community called the girl gang and it's, it is taking the conversations from the powerhouse women live event online year round. And then of course, I mean, my favorite day of the entire year, I, I literally like, on my birthday this year, just thought about how I would skip my birthday every year and just have more Powerhouse Women events. <laughs> it was that oh, much fun. Uh, the Powerhouse Women event is in Phoenix in September, which it is beautiful. Don't worry, it's not too hot in September. The weather is gorgeous, and that day is really designed to do everything we've been talking about in this conversation and help you get out of your own way and into action around that next big idea or taking your idea to the next level. And we serve mimosas and we have so much fun. It's really just the most beautiful. It's a one day event, but we have so many women who fly in and make it a whole girl's weekend. And it's probably my favorite day of the year. So you can learn about that. Our website is just powerhousewomen.co and all the information about all the above, including our social links are all there.
0: How fun. Thank you so much. This was just a wonderful conversation that I know many women needed to hear. So I really just appreciate you so much. You're just so lovely. And thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: Oh, it was was my pleasure. I am so, so honored for the chance to connect with you.
0: Thank you for spending time with us today. For free resources and materials, head over to anaturalshift.com and make sure to follow us on social media. You'll find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to
1: take the upgrade in some small way today.